You're listening to The Sidebar by NYABJ, a show about the world of media through the lens of Black media makers. I'm Imani Latortu. In this episode, we dive into a growing topic within the fashion industry, sustainability. Like many Septembers before, all eyes were on New York City for New York Fashion Week this month. In addition to the carefully curated fashion shows and networking amongst movers and shakers in the industry, there were some other impactful moments beyond the runway. The Conscious Fashion Campaign is an organization that aims to highlight women entrepreneurs who are transforming fashion towards a responsible and sustainable future. After careful consideration of applications from a pool of women changemakers, an advisory committee decides on a group of women to be honored for their work and later featured on a digital billboard. I spoke with Tara Donaldson, the executive editor at WWD, also widely known as Women's Wear Daily, who was on the advisory board for the September 2022 New York Fashion Week season. During our conversation, she mentioned ways she would like to see more stories and coverage on the environmental impact of the fashion industry, detailing what WWD currently does and what she sees next for the publication. As far as how sustainability is covered in fashion journalism, I think we need to focus on the real issues. And that's something I try to work with our sustainability reporter on because it's very easy to focus on the big brands and the luxury labels and their new sustainability reports and their emissions reductions targets and all of these things. But when you really look closely, the people doing the most meaningful work are not the big brands, in my opinion. The big brands may have more money to throw behind it, more marketing dollars to talk about it. And for some of them, more reach and access because of their size. But in terms of the people who are really thinking differently about how to change the business model so that sustainability is much more than a buzzword or a short-term plan of attack, are smaller are smaller, are sometimes individuals. Um, And even though they're acting on a smaller scale because of their size, they're really being impactful. So I think action and the real change makers are what should be covered in fashion journalism. In terms of what I'd like to see WWD cover more of, I'd like us to be even more on the ground with people who are doing work in other countries and, you know, starting programs in their communities that that we don't know about yet, that could be models for other parts of the industry or other countries or even globally, um, if there were just enough attention paid to it. She also told me why she chose to participate as an advisory member for the Conscious Fashion Campaign and spoke more about how women are leading the charge in sustainability. So they actually invited me to be a judge. One of my colleagues had done it in a previous year. I think it's important to recognize people who are really doing good work in sustainability and very often those are like nameless people in that they're not 
big brands, they're not big companies, they're not famous. But what appealed to me was that it was a long list of, frankly, many people I hadn't heard of who are doing really great things in their community. And I think the, the opportunity to be able to recognize people who are less recognized, but who perhaps deserve to be more recognized was really an honor. I think women have an innate desire to want to heal, whether that's healing people, healing the planet. Um, and so I think with that, many have positioned themselves to really drive sustainability forward. I think many of the people who cared about sustainability before it could be considered a lucrative business um, were women. I think, you know, certainly there are men involved. I don't want to pretend like there aren't, but women are leading. And I think as much as that was true before sustainability was trendy, it continues to be true today. One of those sustainable superstars making significant change is Conscious Fashion Campaign September honoree, Teju Adisa Farrar. Teju is a Jamaican-American writer, geographer, researcher, and overall connector originally hailing from Oakland, California. For over a decade, Teju has worked to connect the dots between environmental, cultural, ecological, and urban issues. She has been featured in Forbes, Vogue Business, and Dazed, just to name a few, and she told me more about what made her dive into the field of sustainability. Well, I grew up with very activist, Afrocentric, Black-centered parents. So I grew up in a very political household. My mom is a writer and a cultural activist. My dad is an anthropologist and archaeologist focused on pre-colonial West Africa. And my grandmother was an activist in her own right. So I grew up around a lot of energy about centering the Black experience and also trying to improve the Black experience. Also, the first house I lived in was in West Oakland. And at the time, it was one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in the country and also had the highest rate of pollution in all of Oakland. And so I have asthma and environmental allergies. My brother has asthma. And most of the kids in my neighborhood had asthma because at that time, kids in that neighborhood has had asthma rates eight times higher than everywhere else in Oakland because that community is situated between three major highways and adjacent to the Port of Oakland. So there's a lot of trucks, a lot of car pollution. And I didn't understand why this was the case. And it turned out it's because it was the area that was black. And most places in Oakland wouldn't allow black people to live until recently. So there was this concentration of black people. And then simultaneously, um, my mom is Jamaican. So we spent a lot of time in Jamaica. And I remember the area I grew up in basically changing so much. And the beach that we used to go to sort of has now disappeared because of sea level rise and a whole bunch of other issues such as pollution in Jamaica. So in both of the places that I call my home, there are these environmental injustices and these climate injustices due to the fact that these are areas that are mostly black people. Um, and so it just became apparent to me that even if we change the mindset of black people and deal with our trauma, if our environments and the spaces around us are not designed in a way for us to be healthy, then it doesn't actually matter. Um, and so I've always had this focus on like how to improve the world and the planet for black communities and the environment I think is 
one of those ways because it's so um, invisible, but also has such a huge impact on our health, whether we know it or not. Teju also spoke about her connection to Conscious Fashion Campaign as an honoree and how media representation ties in with her work and mission. A friend of mine, Whitney McGuire, who's also in the sustainable fashion space, posted on LinkedIn about this campaign um, and just was like, you know, folks should just see if they're interested and, you know, you can apply and see, you know, what happens. And I was sort of like, well, my work is not really legible in that way. And people don't really want to talk about Black communities, but okay, you know, why not? You just sort of um, send some information about your work and your website. And then surprisingly, uh, I received one of the one of the honorary ships. I don't know what that word is or the correct, the correct, correct grammatical word. But um, yeah, it was a friend who posted it on LinkedIn and she was like, I feel like more Black women need to be applying for this. And so I was like, whatever, I'll do it. Nothing to lose, you know? I'm hoping it'll give more awareness to the impacts of fashion and environmental inequity on Black communities, as well as give some more awareness to organizations and community-based initiatives that are trying to stop this. Um, and I would love some more funding for research because I am an independent researcher, and so I don't have any institution or university backing me up. Um, and that's because I do feel like academia is exclusionary. So I want to do community-based research. So hopefully some more funding for the research and projects that I want to do are will come about. I also want to write a book. So, you know, um, any connections for that would would also be would be greatly appreciated. But just more awareness um, and support and funding for Black folks who are at the forefront of sustainable fashion, of environmentalism, of climate justice. Teju also gave some tips on how we can all be more sustainably fashionable in our own everyday lives. This is really hard because, you know, there's this debate going on about sheen because sheen pollutes so much and it's clothing is not even made well, but for the price, it is considered good quality. And actually this South African magazine called Twig interviewed some like young South African ladies about why they buy sheen and they're like, it's affordable. I buy clothes every month and I wouldn't be able to afford other clothing. Um, it's cute, it's trendy. And so yeah, uh, sustainable fashion is not affordable unless you make a lot of money and that's part of the issue. And that's also part of why I wanna get black people involved in it to like bring down the overall prices of sustainable fashion. But to answer your question, um, some ways that I try to practice more sustainable consumption is if I could buy something thrift, it will be thrift. In my house, a lot of things are secondhand, furniture, clothing. I have a lot of clothing from my grandmother. Um, I've always been wearing clothing from my grandmother. I have always accepted hand-me-downs. I do clothing swaps with my friends, with my sister. Um, and when I want to buy something that I want to last a long time, which is everything, but I want to buy it new, I do invest in buying it sustainably because I'm like, okay, look, um, I usually keep clothes for a long time. I have clothes that are over a decade old. I have clothes that are over eight years old. So if I buy an organic linen jumpsuit, I expect that that will last me almost a lifetime. And so if it's $150, I'm investing in that for that lifetime. Um, and also I don't shop often. And I know that's really hard because fashion is creativity. A lot of times shopping um, 
gives us a way to release stress and value ourselves, especially as Black people when we're devalued in the world, the way we adorn ourselves helps us reclaim some of that value. But I think in general, shopping less and more intentionally is also part of um, the solution because fast fashion brands can always claim that there's demand, you know? So of course they're gonna produce 2 million crop tops that are made out of plastic because people are gonna buy them. And so if we're buying less, even just a little bit less, um, that decreases that argument. So I think thrifting, swapping clothes with your family and friends, maybe investing in one sustainably well-made piece every few months, if that's how often you shop. Um, and also just like getting things altered. When I get tired of something, if I can find a way to alter it to make it cuter or add some fabric, I will work with the seamstress to do that so that I don't have to buy something new. So that's also another method that I use. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and give The Sidebar a great review. A reminder that the opinions discussed on the podcast belong solely to the individuals and do not reflect the views of the New York Association of Black Journalists. For more information on NYABJ, please visit our website at www.nyabj.org. Music is by Holizna Raps. Raps.